Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is views is from Street. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, the Views from Mint Street podcast rolls on. My name is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina. That is Lonzo Wright. So we call him the great one, my co-host and partner in crime on both our show and this pod. I say all of that because I was so caught up in the moment with not only a Carolina win, but a Tampa loss to move us within one game of the lead in the NFC South that I completely forgot to introduce us to start the podcast. So hello, I'm Rob. He's Lonzo. We are glad to have you along for the Views from Industry podcast available where fine podcasts are found, whether it is on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple, iTunes, on Google Play, or for free on the Odyssey app. Do us a favor, share it around to your social circle so we continue. we can continue to grow the show. All right, let's take a look. The quarterback carousel continued to turn, turn, turn. Sam Darnold, 11 of 19, 164, a touch through the air, a touch on the ground, a weird one, but a touch. By the way, if he doesn't fumble that ball, he just scored anyway because there was nobody between him and the goal line. I'm glad that he was able to recover it and spin roll, barrel roll, or whatever you want to call it into the end zone. Uh, all of that being said, and so, like, maybe I'm maybe I'm reading too much into this here. Did Sam Darnold look a little bit more comfortable in the pocket than a after the first drive? Like, he opened like one of five. It didn't go great early, but once he kind of got into the rhythm of the game, once he started seeing that, hey, DJ's going to give you a couple of cracks. Uh, Ian Thomas, by the way, great great effort from Ian Thomas to make himself available when things didn't break down the way he wanted them to. Maybe I'm just optimistic. Maybe I'm just in, in, in joyous bliss after the wins, though. But Sam Darnold looked mighty comfortable back there in the pocket as that game progressed. He he absolutely did. Uh, I think he, I think you're right. I think he was a little nervous at the beginning. I think he's worried that uh, if he throws the ball, he'll get benched, and uh, because you're not supposed to do that. But I got some news for him. As good as he looked today, uh, during the bye week, he's going to get benched. It's just going to happen because we got to follow trends. I mean, the way the, way the trends go, uh, P.J. Walker ended up being the starter. I uh, 
I was about to have Lonzo. I was about to have a very violent reaction to that, and then I realized actually you're probably right. <laughs> hey, I, I hope I'm wrong. With all the stuff I talked about Sam Darnold last podcast, he looked really good today. And if he can continue to do that the rest of the year, he should be the starter the rest of the year. But there's no guarantee of that. There's not. Um, um, Steve Wilkes could come out uh, when it's, uh, you know, uh, the Tuesday before the next game and go, we've decided that uh, P.J. Walker is a starter. He looked the best in practice. I, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, it is the mentality, I guess, of are you trying to win games are you trying to better your draft position, right? Like how much of these decisions have to go with protecting the pick that we sent to Cleveland to pick up Baker Mayfield? I mean, there's there's so many other aspects of this that I don't think we can know which are being considered the most and why. Uh, what I do know is I think if you're Wilkes or Fitter or Tepper or, or whoever ultimately – pulls the trigger on our week-to-week strategy here. I think with the buy coming up, depending on what happens, obviously, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Bucs took an L today. Uh, if they find themselves uh, on, a, on, on an L next week while we are on the buy, Tampa drops to five and six on the year. They are coming up next Sunday on the 5th against New Orleans. And again, not a good New Orleans team, but Tampa just lost to Cleveland and the Saints have been getting progressively healthier the last couple of weeks. Uh, If New Orleans does us a favor and knocks off Tampa Bay, we could theoretically, though, come off the bye in a tie for first place in the NFC South, right? And so then I think at that spot... Anybody, any mentality in the front office of let's go ahead and lay down, let's go ahead and tank this thing for the rest of the year, I think that's got to go out the window, right? Like, I think you have at that point to try to go play to punch a ticket into the playoffs, especially if you come off the bye in a tie for first place in the NFC South. And it'll be a tight tie. New Orleans would be right there with another one in their pocket uh, after theirs last weekend. Atlanta would be right there in that same uh, in that same record bunching. I mean, it would be a tight race in the NFC South. But whether it's two teams or four teams, I think if we come off the bye uh, healthy, and by the way, we are waiting to find out exactly what went on with Brian Burns late in that game. We saw him have to walk off. He smashed his helmet into the ground. He was not happy about whatever went wrong after that low block. I'm wondering if maybe he was just mad he didn't get the call because he did come back out onto the field for the last Denver drive. And obviously uh, when we get back together on Monday uh, to put this whole thing together uh, or excuse me on Tuesday to put this whole thing together uh, for our midweek pod, we'll, we'll hopefully have an injury update at that point. But uh, you know, if we come off though, that bye week fully healthy fingers crossed. And if new Orleans does this a solid and knocks off Tampa Bay, uh, and we come off that by in a tie for first place in the division, whether it's a tie between two teams or four teams, I think every man, every bit of I want to tank has got to go out the window and you got to go back out there and play as if you're trying to shock the world with a playoff run, which leads me to believe coming off the bye, Sam Darnold's got to be your starter again. 
Yeah, and also keep in mind that you still got to play Tampa again and New Orleans, and Panthers have already beat both of them. Uh, the other thing is, I think I think I owe Sam a little bit of an apology because think of what he's been through. Last year, he gets, you know, he goes down with an injury. Uh, he has to fight for a job during the offseason with, with Baker Mayfield. He loses that job. He gets hurt. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Uh, he sees, you know, PJ Walker do what he do what did what he did, and then, you know, the rotation between the two, and then he comes in after all that, and then wins a game. I, I mean, so mentally, which some people have questioned um, his mental strength as far as the game goes, he looked pretty good today with all that outside stuff and, and all the things that happened with him losing his job and everything coming in and and playing the way he did. Did he miss some passes? Yeah, he missed some. But uh, he protected the ball and had the, uh, the, the touchdown that will be replayed over and over again for years to come when he rolled into the end zone. They're just going to replay that over and over and over again. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, we're going to make jokes about that, and we're going to have our fun with it. Uh, it's it's going to be played on some blooper reels, and that's all well and good. But here's the thing that I take away about that moment, though. It, it's, it's, it's wherewithal. It's It's – understanding positioning it's understanding what's happening on the field it's understanding the rules it's recognizing that this was a massive opportunity really i want you to i want you to think about what goes wrong if darnold doesn't recognize that that is a fumble doesn't get on the ball it gets recovered you're talking a a 14 point swing potentially right you take one of our touchdowns off the board Denver could theoretically march it down and put up seven we're talking potential for a, a a tied ball game at the point in time not only did Sam recognize what went wrong, get his big behind down on the ball, but then he realized that because Denver was going for the ball and there was nobody between him, he looked up and realized, oh, I better just roll, right? Just for, don't try to stand. If he tries to stand up and run in, he's getting smoked, right? If he tries to stand up and, and hand it over, it might get knocked out of his hand. He just tucks it away and he starts tur- turtle rolling down the field towards the goal line until he knows, by the way, he's a yard and a half deep in. I know it's funny and we're going to make jokes about it, but it shows me exactly the mentality I want out of that guy. Here's the mistake. Here's what I can do to correct it and limit the danger of making further mistakes in the process. Like I I, I know a lot of people aren't going to look at it this way. I actually went, damn, Sam, nice job. Because the recognition of the mistake, the correction of the mistake and the limitation of possible further mistakes by doing what he did, uh, that's that's just smart football. That's just a smart football move 
that a lot of guys wouldn't make. A lot of guys would have just fallen on the ball and covered up, right? A lot of guys might have tried to push it into the ground, pick it up, and take off running and get smoked or get it knocked out in transition. Sam went, no, I'm going to get on it. Oh, nobody's around me. Roll, 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 I'm in. Uh, I think he, frankly, deserves a hell of a lot of credit for that move. I don't think he's going to get as much credit as he deserves for doing that. The bad part about it, though, is always you could have had some more joy about it. And just laughed his butt off as he's laying there, knowing what he just did. But he doesn't seem like that kind of guy, you know. Because if you and I did that, we're 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 doing snow angels or something as we're laying there after we rolled into the end zone, and uh, and he didn't do that. He's got to take some joy out of that. Maybe he's worried about being made fun of. But a touchdown's a touchdown. Um, and, and you're right. It takes wherewithal. It takes um, knowing where you are and what you need to do when you. When you fumble and the ball bounced just perfectly like it seemed to do for the Panthers all day today, and uh, the roll was – it was fun, man. It was. I agree. And, and listen, I, I think the other part of that is – and and uh, you really consider where Sam Darnold is. This is a guy who just played a, a really solid game. Again, nothing spectacular. It's not sending him to the Pro Bowl, right? Like it's not going to get him a trip to Hawaii or anything. But he did – enough and then a little bit more to win the game for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but I also think he knows what we were just talking about a minute ago, Zoe, which is at the end of the day, we don't know that his job is his job coming off the bye, right? Like we don't know that he's a starter despite his performance today. I think that he is. I think it, it'll be certainly solidified if Tampa loses while we're sitting at home getting healthy. Uh, I think it's certainly solidified if, uh, even if Tampa doesn't lose to New Orleans, uh, if we find ourselves still a game out or, or even a game and a half, because, again, we've got the, the, the half game tiebreaker over Tampa Bay, we come out a, a game and a half behind. We got a real good chance still with Tampa having, I think, a slightly uh, tougher road to hoe through the rest of the ride till the end of the regular season. Um, I don't know, man, like I'm, I'm sure there's some element uh, of this that Sam Darnold was looking at and going, okay, have I done enough, right? Like, have I done enough to prove to you that this is my job? I don't know what more we could have asked other than 11 of 19, 164, one touchdown, and the one on the ground. I mean, he threw for, what, uh, a 55% completion percentage, 164, didn't make any mistakes, no interceptions, did not take a sack, didn't turn the ball over. Again, for a team with a rushing identity that I want to see continue to run the ball as we did today 46 times a game, I don't need my quarterback going out there for 350 and three touches. Oh, I need you to go out there for a buck 50, maybe a touch, no interceptions, no sacks, no fumbles. Darnold did exactly what we needed him to do for our identity to shine through and get a dub, and here we are. He did that uh, that that thing that people don't like to be called, but uh, he did it. Uh, he was a game manager today, and he managed the game well. I thought he did. I thought you're spot on. I thought that's exactly what he did. All right, let's come back and talk a little bit of X's and O's on the Views from Mid Street podcast. <laughs> 